Folks, super excited. Eric Walls is about to plug in for you here on episode 148 of No Guitar Is Safe, the guitar show where guitar heroes plug in. And it's brought to you today by Guitar Player Magazine and GuitarPlayer.com. Guitar Player, play better, sound better. No guitar is safe. What's up, everybody? I'm super psyched today to have Eric Walls plugging in. You know, this is this is not a podcast. This is an adventure cast because we take that helicopter over the hills and we go to cool places and we parachute into guitar lairs. And what a cool guitar cave we're going to today. Eric Walls, here's a little sample of him playing his Don Grosh Strat style guitar. Yeah, so sweet. This is actual audio from the interview you're about to hear. You'll hear all of this and so much more. Eric is just one of the tastiest, most grooving guitar players I've met in a long time. And you know, they say that the session scene is slowing down, but nobody told Eric Walls because his phone is ringing. He was able to uh, fit me in between sessions with John Legend. He already has a Grammy with John Legend. He's also got a Grammy with Beyonce and a bunch of other Grammy nominations. He's also Emmy nominated as a composer. He does a lot of uh, film work and he's got a cool rock band we're gonna check out. Yeah, Eric is uh, keeping busy. And just check out all these artists he's played with. I guess I just got to grab this paragraph and just choose some random names out of it. It's crazy. Black Eyed Peas, Janet Jackson, Beyonce, Kanye West, Whitney Houston, Jay-Z, Jennifer Hudson, Kirk Franklin, Isley Brothers, Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band. Love the Gap Band. Will Smith, Beck, Michael McDonald, Alicia Keys. He even did a cool Michael Jackson session or two, which we'll uh, get into, of course. Gospel might be like my favorite music to crank in my car. You know, some of this uh, this modern stuff with the, the huge riffs and the, the huge drums and the grooves. Man. So we go deep on all of that. Thank you all for listening to No Guitar Is Safe. My name is Jude Gold. And please, of course, go back and listen to all the back catalog catalog of these all these episodes. This is a timeless group of interviews. And a lot of you have already heard the other 147 and listened to some of them repeatedly. I really appreciate it. But the beauty, of course, is even if you haven't heard of the guitar player, you should still check it out because you'll probably be a fan of them and know them pretty well by the time you get through the interview. I promise you, you'll dig each episode. Otherwise, I will eat my guitar pick. Where's Where are those candy guitar picks? Um. Anyway, my good friend Todd Mills pointed out that Stitcher only had nine of the recent episodes, but we fixed that. But every platform should have just about all, if not every single one of the 148 episodes in each new one. So so make sure you can see them all on your, on your podcast platform. Enough with the technical stuff. Thanks again to Guitar Player Magazine and GuitarPlayer.com for putting fuel in the copter so we can go over to Eric's secret studio. It's a cool room. Again, he's playing that Don Grosh guitar, and he hands me a, 
I've always wanted to play play one of these, and I was quite impressed. More impressed than I even expected to be. A Paul Reed Smith, Silver Sky, John Mayer model. That thing is uh, really light on its feet. I like it. Of course, he does most of the playing. He's playing through a camper, through the studio monitors, and I'm in a going through a combo in the sound room. Oh, by the way, there's a great segment in this interview where Eric goes deep on uh, the song, Oh Happy Day. You know this song. One of the great gospel songs. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus I've been hearing that all my life. And the lead vocal, that's Dorothy Combs Morrison. I think I only gave out her first name during the interview, but I wanted to give her props because I got to play with her three times. Hi, Dorothy. All right. Keep it alive to you, 95, y'all. cobwebs off there but uh yeah you can't play a guitar from any prettier than that oh well thank you you're too kind man you're too kind (laughs) thank you for doing that i mean i I just fell in love with your playing nine years ago and i saw that on kevin wilson's uh youtube channel for the international music summit i guess Uh they called that one the international guitar summit yeah it was the guitar summit back then but now he's rebranded as the uh international musician summit Uh aha so uh Wow, and he should be on the show sometime too. Oh, absolutely, he should. But um, tell me about so you, you had mentioned that that was your one of your dad's favorite songs. Tell me about your dad and, and tell me about that song. Well, basically, my my father was a uh, he was a gospel singer. He was a recording artist, and all of my earliest memories are of sitting and watching him, you know, rehearse and going to the studio with him and stuff. So you know, that's one of those um, that song in particular. Um, I believe. The it's a group, the Caravans, um, and um, 
quite a few legendary yeah. you know artists come out of that group uh, Shirley Caesar who is a home she's from my hometown so you know special connection there but um that's one of those songs you know just it's it's just a feel good song you know simple melody but just you know very uh just oh, so much soul in that song so um that's one of my favorites and you know I just always just love hearing it and whenever I get a chance to play it just makes it just brings back it's it's nostalgic and it brings back so many memories of my dad who's he's passed on but you know just that just my my childhood and stuff so yeah man what's your dad's name his name was George Walls awesome yeah and was he a choir director and no, minister no he was or? he was more, he was a preacher he uh he had like a it wasn't necessarily gospel quartet um he had uh the group was George Walls and Inspiring Gospel Tones and it was it was a uh, rooted in the kind of traditional gospel yeah. um three backgrounds and him being the lead singer on um yeah just you know some some great tunes they they yeah. they worked out there so yeah yeah that was quite the uh quite the uh, experience growing up watching that you know or that being the spark that mm-hmm. really got me wanting to you know pursue music or whatnot and did you grow up playing guitar in church and um yeah well i grew up drums were my first instrument like i said some of my earliest yeah. memories are of people in our household practicing so me sitting on yeah. sitting on the, the the steps and just taking it all in so you know drums were the first thing that really drew me in but you know after a while um i kind of zeroed in on the guitar uh the guitar player in his band was uh he was a young guy so and you know at that time it was he was he was uh his name was jackson russell he's still around i talk to him from time to time but just a amazing guitar and just you know really yeah. rooted in the the, the the gospel quartet tradition so a lot of you know kind of like hybrid pick and stuff so it for me it was just like oh man that that looks like fun so that's the thing that really kind of drew me into guitar just being being able to like the flash of it you know not not antics yeah. but just like oh just the flexibility and the 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 just you know just how it how you could express yourself with how about that so yeah. um can you show me some of the stuff that you kind of you talk about this traditional hybrid stuff that yeah. Jackson was doing? Yeah, or? so I mean, you know, a lot of it, you know, it's really uh, triad bass. Yeah. I love that kind of groove. So, you don't even so, need a drummer, man. Well, no, I mean, you know, it's 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 rhythm, you know. Yeah. So it, it that thing really, you know, seeing that really got me excited. I'm like, wow, that's 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 what I want to be able to do, you know. So, um, yeah, that really started my journey. So, you know, um, my first opportunity to really play just outside of seeing those seeing them play, uh, my father and his group uh, was church. Yeah, so. Um, Started on drums, had opportunities to play drums, and then I actually played piano as well. So, you know, I would bounce around. And then when I got, it took me a few years to really get a grasp for the guitar. Like, you know, I've been playing probably since I was about six, but it didn't it didn't really grab a hold until I was about yeah. 10 or so. So, you know, it took a few years to really get get um, some weight under my fingers. But, um, you know, once I kind of figured some of the fundamentals out, you know, it was like, okay, I can do this. And, you know, 
my father and my mother as well. They were just so supportive, and you know, I'm, I'm sure I drove them, drove them crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, with the, with some with some terrible tones earlier on. But you know, uh -huh. as as time went on, it, it kind of it started gelling a bit. So um, yeah, you know, we were able to you know, played in church, and my my sister and my um, a couple of my cousins, we had we put together like a little gospel group when we were like 11 or 12 so we recorded and you know that was that that was our introduction into the music world or being able to to earn some money doing it so you know it was, it was really exciting yeah. just when i'm looking like thinking back on all of it just like you know, just the experience of it all and really that 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 foundation and learning from being you know surrounded by music and you know the 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 things uh that you learn from growing up in church in terms of like sensibilities and all that stuff um so yeah it was it was quite quite the uh quite the musical education to, in that regard yeah, I mean, it always seems like the best musical education because people who come out of the church, like, they just play all the right stuff and none of the wrong stuff. Well, you know what it is, Drew? <laughs> you know, that's, it's funny because it's it's really as simple as this. You know, church music is, you know, for the, at its highest level and, yeah, at its highest level, it's 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 all about the feel. So, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. I, I have a buddy, uh, Josh Smith. I'm sure you know, yeah, Josh, know Smith. Josh. So we talk about this. It's it's akin to the the to it's is a lot of parallels between playing in church and playing in a blues club, in that in order to move the people, you have to be playing something of substance. Otherwise, it's just like, what are you doing? So you know. Yeah. In the church world, you know, it's, it, you know, it's a spiritual thing, but it's also, it, you know, it's, it's a feeling. So you, you, you recognize early what works versus what doesn't. And, you know, if, if you're loud and wrong, somebody will probably tell you, eh, maybe don't do that. Or, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when you when when the people, are, you know, when they start jumping and up and down and, you know, really moving towards or responding to what you're playing, you know, you're on to something. So it's just it's really as simple as that. Yeah. It's, you know, those are sensibilities that you develop. It's it's kind of real world experience in a, in a sense. So you, yeah. you learn that is the foundation of what it is. It's like you, you learn from a it's trial and error, but it's also it's 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 a very practical approach to to expressionism just really being able to 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 play something meaningful you know so that's yeah. that's it's as simple as that as, as far as i'm concerned but it's the greatest foundation the greatest schooling one could ever have no knock to any other form of learning but you know that to me is like you know if you're too young to go to a club or yeah. get to, <laughs> you know that's like the next best thing or it, that's that's even better because it's like you know it has some you know it has yeah. some, some other good stuff attached to it as and well. and you start so. learning at age six or yeah. even from the very beginning yeah i was very fortunate because you know funk and r&b was what got me into music to begin with oh wow yeah you know quincy yeah. jones stuff yeah, and course, nile yeah. rogers yeah and all that but then i mostly played in rock bands in mm -hmm. high school and stuff in my 20s started playing more funk but then my first touring gig was with jgb which featured former members of the jerry garcia band oh right okay and and the rhythm section was melvin seals mm -hmm. you know who's on organ and and Jackie and Gloria on vocals, oh, and cool. Joel Smith on drums. Oh, you gotta love Joel. That was my buddy, man. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, I love Joel so much, and I'm so sad about him being gone. But yeah. and sometimes he'd play bass, but and when he'd play bass on some of the recordings we did, mm -hmm. he played both, of course. But right. 
Yeah, every time we play the gospel stuff, it doesn't matter what crowd. I mean, if you could sit still during that stuff, <laughs> you, something something's wrong, wrong with you. you. <laughs> I, I mean, there's no, it's impossible, impossible yeah. to. But so, what do you? What's a quick overview of like you talk about the traditional gospel guitar, and then what's like what's are some of the differences now from some of the stuff you've been playing for us today, and what modern gospel guitar is? Or, well, I mean, it's just you know the, the the biggest difference would just be more more complexities harmonically. You know, um, the traditional stuff. You know, it's. You know, if if blues is the distant cousin, or not even a distant cousin, if blues is the cousin to it, you know, there are a yeah. lot of similarities in terms of just you know the simple progressions, the the, the one, the four, the five. Yeah. So back to the one, you know. So just really, really bare bones, basic. Um, but the, um, the let me turn this reverb down just a little bit. So yeah, the traditional stuff is really rooted in you know the major, just kind of. Triad kind of approach. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that's the basis of that. So the the more uh, modern stuff and as it evolved, you know, um, the progressions switched up a bit. So you know, so let's. I'll give you an example of maybe like a. Um, let me see. Let's take you, you mentioned Joel Smith. So let's take the Hawkins, the the Hawkins, yep. uh, uh, Edwin Hawkins. So like a mm. song like "Oh Happy Day." So, in a traditional yeah. sense, we could play "Oh, oh Happy Day" in uh, in the key of C. So, so, so uh, "Oh Happy Day," traditional approach. Yeah. So that's 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 like the the traditional really kind of simplistic approach. Now, if we were to modernize it a bit, we would we could harmonically, we could just add some some more color to it, passing tones, just passing chords, passing rhythms. So that yeah. same um, that yeah. same that same example, and um, same key. So. So we're just major yeah. sevens, just putting some minor nines in there, just giving it more flavor. So that's that's really what I mean by by the difference between it's just it's just more the modern stuff is just more harmonically in depth. Same yeah. feel, you know, just yeah. it just goes a little deeper, you know. So but there's also like a lot of cool fills and lines that are worked out in a lot of yeah. bands now. Yeah, yeah, that part. Obviously, <laughs> you know, I think the the modern stuff is very much in gospel music has always, you know, infused other forms of music. So, you know, there's always been, you know, jazz harmonies and, you know, jazz fusion-y type of stuff, Latin stuff. So, you know, it really uh, encapsulates other types of, you know, styles, but, you know, it's 
it's still field based at the end of the day. So that's the that's how it's tied together, you know. So yeah, it's just you know lines from you know from a lot of like uh, let's see let's see let me give this. let's stay within the same examples. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> well, I'm trying to I'm trying oh, yeah. to give you a great example of what I'm talking about though. But once again, like just in, incorporating like just lines and just tying in stuff, you know. Because you have to think yeah. in terms of instrumentation, you know, originally it would be, you know, maybe a guitar, piano, yeah. just a basic rhythm section. So once you start adding other elements, horns, uh, the organ, all, all the things, you know, there's more there's more things going on. So, yeah. you know, everybody can't play the same thing. So obviously, you know, it, uh, it, yeah. it pulls in some other <laughs> other stuff. So, you know, um, I don't really have a good example to give you. But I used about used to play I got to you know I grew up in the Bay Area and mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you're Tony Saunders uh -huh. bass player uh -huh. and uh, <laughs> yeah we used to play with a singer I'm blanking on her name she sang lead on Happy Day we used to oh, do that um, song Dorothy wow. yeah yeah she was there she was the lead vocal I just watched that, uh, that song just yeah, gives me nah, chills every time it's a uh, documentary Quest Love did oh yeah that was uh, great did you see it heck yeah yeah it was amazing I'm just like <laughs> I watched it twice Summer Soul, that's that's the big Summer one. Soul, yeah. man, yeah. He's definitely getting some kind of Academy Award for oh, that. Well, he's well, de well, well, well deserved, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of, like, this one, like, Israel Houghton. Like, Houghton, yeah. Houghton. What's that? It's like, it's like this little badass, like, distorted line. I have no idea how it goes. Ah. It's like an outro, right? It's an intro. It's an intro. Oh, okay. And then it goes into like cameo. Uh huh. Strange, right? Yeah, it's just great. So um, yeah, I, I love all those lines. You know, it's it's amazing, and I feel like you know that's one of the styles of music that you allowed to take those kind of liberties and really pull from. You know, it's the best. So then you came out to L.A. Mm -hmm. from Durham. Well, yeah, I'm from I'm from Durham, uh, Durham, North Carolina. Um, I went to school at Berkeley for you know I did yeah. did a little time there. Did a little time. <laughs> <laughs> did time. A little Freudian slip there. But no, um, I, I definitely, uh, you know, I did some studies at Berkeley. My my goal was always to get to L.A. because growing up, yeah. a lot of the a lot of the music that you know I grew up on, especially gospel stuff, but you know all the other stuff. Um, I was a big fan of you know um, a lot of Quincy Jones stuff. A lot, yeah. you know, just a lot of a lot of pop music from seventies, eighties, and then you know, I started noticing like everything I was really gravitating towards was being made in LA. So I started seeing like, you know, these, I would always, you know, read the, the credits and stuff. So yeah. I would start seeing the same names over, you know, uh, A&M Studios, uh, yeah. Record Plant Studios, Sunset Sound. I would start, yeah. oh, man. and then the, 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 the personnel, the, 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 the Larry Carlton's, the Paul Jackson's, uh, you know, yeah. Ricky Lawson's and, uh, you know, so, I'm like it's like LA. It's, it, LA has something special going on. So I just remember 
recognize yeah. it early on, like, yeah, I probably should, you know, try to go there one day or just see what, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you see it on TV as well. It just seemed like the most exciting environment. So, um, first opportunity that presented itself after after school, um, I jumped at it and I, I linked with some some people back home that had done a label deal with Atlantic Records and that was just the perfect opportunity for me to get out here. So, just what was kinda, that band? Uh, well, it was group? a the label was called Soul Life Records, and on that label, uh, Anthony Hamilton, he's probably the most uh, well known artist that was on the label. He he was there, uh, a young lady by the name of Sunshine Anderson, and that was like that was the album that I worked on. That she she had a hit on that album. In fact that is like my first plaque right there nice. so you know she she sold about eight hundred thousand copies of that that album so it did really well and that was like my 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 real introduction you know, i'd been playing recording but that was like the official like oh yeah like, you know so you know good I'll, way to start off yeah i mean you know that was real, like you know and that era of music business and that era of music business in LA was just, you know, coming out of the nineties or the nineties, the end of the nineties, you know, budgets were huge and glitz yeah. and the glamour of it all. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> Is there a song on that record that features you or? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a couple songs. I did. It's a song called crazy love. couple interludes and things i really have to i haven't listened to it in a while, but i have to like a couple of the interludes like i play like piano stuff like a little guitar thing so yeah. I, you know not a huge involvement but that was like you know my yeah. my foot in foot in if you would you know so but um you know from being around those people that just you know the music world and i think it's still the same now but it's so close-knit you know you meet somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody you know and that, that starts from the top and goes all the way to the bottom so you know from being in the studios being on the scene at that time like it was just you know every day it was it was an adventure you're running into someone or you know and that the the community the studio community at that point you know if if you were in the hallway and you ran into somebody and you know they knew who you were or you, you just talked for a second, you know, the chances of you getting invited into the room, hey, won't you, you know, maybe get on this or, you know, yeah. you know, and that happened quite a bit. So, you wow. know, so it was a really exciting time and, you know, just looking back and like I, I really cherish being able to, you know, to uh, experience, you know, yeah. that, that, that era, you know, as things have evolved, it's changed quite a bit, but, you know, like that's been the foundation of, you know, just my professional career. So like, I'm just, I'm very thankful to still be here and still be able to, you know, do it, man, you know? Oh, well, we're thankful you're playing, man. That's just <laughs> anyone who, <laughs> I was, uh, I, not, I reached out to the editor-in-chief of Guitar Player Magazine, yeah. Chris Scapoliti. I'm like, hey, how about something on Eric Walls? Oh, man. It's like, can you send me some links? Like, sure. And then he wrote right back. He's like, I could watch him play all day. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Yes. It was like oh, well, man, <laughs> instantly. I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank so you. you went on, you've done so many sessions. I mean, and, and tours. And I, I yesterday, I don't know if, you're, if this is secret or not, but you're doing this John Legend thing. Uh, yeah, well, the, the album will be out in December, but we, he has a deadline for... Uh, 
to finish it up next week because they're pressing it to vinyl. It's actually, so it's him and the Dap Kings, you know, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. She she passed away a few years ago, but it was like, okay. a, she, like a retro soul band. Uh, and, um, so it's the Dap Kings rhythm section. Um, Ryan Tedder's like the producer, One Direction. Uh, is it one? Run Republic. Not One Direction. Huh. Run Republic. Uh, so he's like producing. And so we just, in there, it's about, it's a, it's a double album, so it's about 26 songs or so. So, And I just got called to do it. Although I've been working with him off and on for years, I just got called yeah. to do this like the other day. So, you know, I've been kind of cramming. Yeah. But um, It's funny now, yeah, vinyl, you, you have to six months order ahead oh, yeah. of time. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I mean, it's the it's the it's the uh biggest selling medium right now. So I mean who would have who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can predict I know, that. I wish nobody predicted that. But it's the experience of it all. I, I get it, you know. So Well tell me about one of your most exciting sessions you've done or Um well I had an opportunity actually the year he passed away to work with Michael Jackson. And uh a buddy of mine, one of the buddies of uh that was from North Carolina was involved with the Soul Life, mm -hmm. um, the whole Soul Life family. Uh, he um, he's a producer and stuff, and I just remember him calling me one day like, "Hey man, I guess he had my met Michael through his manager, maybe a year prior to that or so." He's like, "Hey man, like I want you to come over to Michael's house with me." So huh. you know, we we drove over the, the actually the house that he passed away in the one oh uh, I think that's Homely Hills like Beverly Hills area. So he had a a studio set up in the uh, in the pool house, and uh, you know we would go over there ten in the ten in the morning and be there all day. So you know the the most it was quite an experience in seeing him operate because he acted in the manner as if he never accomplished a single thing. He was the most <laughs> driven individual I've ever seen. You know, he, um, his thing was, we can do it better. Or, yeah, that's great, but like, let's 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 really dig into it. So it was just really inspiring. And, Were you, you playing know, with a, uh, doing live with other musicians? Yeah, well, it was just, uh, my buddy, his name is uh, Ron, or yeah, Ron Nephew Feimster. So he's a keyboard player. So I would play guitar stuff, and I play bass as well. So yeah. I would play like guitar and bass stuff, acoustic stuff, and we just, yeah. you know, Michael was big on sound design. So we create samples, dropping chains and stuff on the floor. Just you know, program yeah, yeah. And, and like create parts. That was his thing. It was all about the part. So w one thing that stands out, I remember, and it was it kind of blew me away. Michael was so in tune with what was going on. We were working out a guitar part, and I was on the E string, right? Yeah. This is not the part, yeah. but something, right. you know, something right. in that vein. So he was wanting to hear, and I was in standard tuning, he was wanting to hear a note under E. And he was like, hey, man, tune the guitar down so we can get yeah. that low note. I'm like, wow. <laughs> He didn't play guitar, but yeah, to have like either. that level oh, yeah. of, you know, and that kind of blew me like, this guy is like, you know, but he was Michael Jackson. So, you know, yeah. he, he obviously he knew something, you know, so I was, it just, you know, just being in the presence of someone like that, it was just like, you know, my mind went back instantly to like seeing, you know, the, 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 the thriller tour like the, the, the footage from the concerts, people passing, oh, yeah. you know, the stadiums. I'm like, wow. So this is like, 
this is kind of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the highest that it gets, you know. But so, no, that was definitely one of the, you know, career highlight moments. But, you know, I've had such a blessed career, man. I've, now, is there a song from that album? That um, It's a few songs on that album. An album came out, I think, the following year after he died, right. maybe 2010. There was a few songs we worked on. Any names it, you remember? Uh, it's one, one was called Hollywood Tonight. Um, another one's called best of joy i think it was about three or four it's another one a few a few yeah. songs that were started there and then we you know after he passed away we just kind of went and you know put them just kind of uh, yeah no they weren't complete songs but we kind of made them into complete songs so yeah it was just you know just such a such a huge loss man but you know i i definitely um you know was honored to have been you know at the tail end of you know oh, yeah. what he did, I mean, but um, yeah, man. I was a huge my, my The reason I started playing music, mm -hmm. I think I already played acoustic guitar just kind of for fun. But then one day I heard, "Shake your body down to the ground." <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, I get pop music now." And now I was, like the energy yeah, and the groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that was Quincy. Quincy was that? Uh, let's see. Is that, that was that, the Jacksons. That's the Jacksons. So is that David Williams on that? See, you're the credits guy. I, I got to go back. I have that I on say, vinyl somewhere. I want to say that's David. I don't know if it's David T, but David Williams. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of guitar in that, but. Yeah, but it's it just the, the feel of it. You know, it's, all, it's all rhythm. <laughs> it's all rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. That to me, that's the one that came out the next year uh, off the wall. That's uh, of course, don't stop you getting up. Uh -huh. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta let us though. funky oh man it's you know that it's all about the right hand with that stuff man <laughs> that song had a great bridge wait what was that anyway <laughs> tell me about like uh, another session maybe that that we could if someone was like going on to spotify or something want to hear you we could start with maybe with black water i don't know well the black water stuff is that's relatively new and I you know it. i want to we're in the we're in the middle of uh, working on a, a new EP and kind of and I'm really yeah. excited about that stuff. You know, it's kind of like an alti rock stuff, and uh, we've been signed a couple of times. It just never really took off, so we're kind of reorganizing in the last over the pandemic and back yeah. on it and giving it another go. But um, yeah, we have a, a EP that's out, um, and that's you know that's you know I'm just, I'm Jude. I'm such a fan of music. I you know. Of course, my my background is playing, or you know, with the gospel stuff. But you know, I, I was very much a product of you know the the, the late eighties and nineties, like the pop music. So a lot of MTV, you know, grunge stuff, and yeah. uh, you know, Nirvana, Black 
album era, Metallica, that type of yeah. stuff. Uh, Smashing, you know, all that type of stuff. So I'm a fan of that stuff as well. So, you know, I try to just kind of mash, do a mashup of um, of that stuff. So, you know, our our new stuff is kind of it's in that vein, and it's still nodding to kind of like '80s, '90s, and just with some more modern elements to it as well. So a little extra groove, uh, a little extra groove, which I really appreciate. Well, I mean, you you know, at the end of the day, it's it's all about the feel and i'm really excited about the present music landscape and i feel like that a lot of the genre barriers have been kind of like pulled down so if it's good it's good and yeah. the reach is gonna be great based upon what it is as opposed to how it's marketed <laughs> so you know <laughs> oh, man. but I um, yeah so I'm, i want to i want to just get you a list of just a few especially a lot of the gospel stuff that people probably wouldn't be aware of um there was a tune that I was uh, that I went through uh, uh, this morning. Uh, one of my influences, Jonathan Dubose. He's mm-hmm. a great gospel player and does other stuff. He he was the guitar player on the the Harry Connick uh, show, and he worked with Harry Connick for a long time, or still does. Um, we did a tune with the uh, with the with a choir out in uh, Miami. The Miami Mass Choir is a tune. It's like a traditional. Uh, gospel tune that we're both playing on so that'll be one i think that's like some textbook kind of like gospel yeah. guitar playing in the in the traditional that's coming out it's out it's, oh, so it's been out so that'll be it? one that I'll, I'll 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 give i'll give you like a yeah. link or give that it's cool. it's a song called all i need um and that's been a couple of years ago but that's you know that's a really good just really good example of you know one of the things that i feel like i do well and uh can, of can you play us a little bit of or just um, right here on your on your guitar yeah, on my guitar let's see and uh describe what this thing is that you're yeah i mean well it's you know, just basic basic um i don't remember what key it's in but let's let's just say it's in b um type of thing you know um but that's the meat and potatoes of it but it's a real you know a lot of it's it's two guitars on like he's playing rhythm stuff i'm playing rhythm stuff and both doing like ad-libby things in between so it's, it's a really fun tune and i think once again it's a great example of you know that style and just you know just it really um Simple, or it's a it's a great example of spacing and just counterpoint you know that type of thing so yeah and um, you guys are both. Were you playing that guitar on it? Or? Uh, no. I think I was playing. He played a strap for sure. I think I played. I think I played a three thirty five on that one because he. Yeah, I played yeah. a three thirty five on it simply because he played a strap. So you know, I have a nice yeah, contrast, cool. you know, uh, between the two. But yeah, just you know, can I just play a, a clip yeah, of it real quick? Yeah, so? Absolutely. I, I'm totally. I'm, 
probably so off with that key, but <laughs> that is definitely the. Uh, feel good tune man but that's you know that's that's in the vein of you know that the traditional thing that you know i grew up playing that i hold very yeah. dear you know to <laughs> so if someone else wanted to hear you on spotify what would or another song like it'd be cool to i know if you do so many different artists sometimes it's hard to pinpoint one song um, yeah um, but um a lot of um so that's miami man so so gospel stuff um a lot of uh it's an artist named um uh Beverly Crawford and I'm on quite a few of her albums um the one she she has a couple of live albums done here in LA so those um another a gospel artist by the name of Norman Hutchins he has a couple of live albums as well you know that's a great yeah. example of that type of thing as well um but then you know for some of the pop stuff um we did a we did a tune on uh Beyonce's Lemonade album uh it was called Daddy's Lessons um and that's yeah, like yeah, an acoustic yeah so it's like an acoustic thing and we we did a, another version with the Dixie Chicks on um I see the two versions right. we did two I versions yeah Chicks we did version. two two versions of that so tell us about that it just I remember uh just going into the studio and creating uh because it was it's kind of like a pseudo i don't want to say country but it, it has like you know some some it some some country flavor to it so yeah. you know the approach was kind of back porch country bluesy kind of you know it, that was what was explained to me so you know i took that to uh took that and really approached it from the standpoint rhythmically of just you know wanted to play solid rhythm and give some twang if you would so on um, I just remember the session just going in just playing around with yeah. a few ideas and just really locking in you know and you play acoustic with, guitar? Uh, yes yeah, that's all acoustic on that one so you know it's a um, yeah it's just a really strummy part um, right. I think I just used a tailor on there like a uh, uh, like a four series like a cutaway what is it 414 I believe that's what it's called yeah, um, yeah 414 so I mean just you know yeah. just that's it that particular guitar records really great. Um, I don't know if, other than uh, that might have just been the only one I brought <laughs> on right, that right, session, yeah. but I know you know that's when I when I do that type of stuff. I generally have a few you know instruments with yeah. me, but I just feel like that was probably the one I had with me. And uh, yeah, just you know we just ended up doing it. It became a like you know a crowd favorite. We actually performed that song on the CMAs that year when it came out, and it you know she. It kind of with yeah. Beyonce and the Dixie Chicks yeah. together, uh -huh. yeah, exactly. So, and then you know, I was able to 
meet them and work on their next album the dixie chicks as well you know just uh, that you know just yeah. how things are connected but um yeah that was a just a just a great uh great time there but um yeah man you think um blackwater might be a good example too i mean I, yeah I love yeah, this song. yeah i, I want to give drive uh, you crazy is great tune or yeah um drive you crazy It's a song called Water for Fire. Yeah, I think Water for Fire has a pretty cool solo in it, if I might say so myself. Um, about that one um so that was a song um so uh my partner in blackwater steven notes you know we, his his father was a motown writer so he's been around great writing <laughs> for his yeah. whole life so you know we we started that song that that song was developed just from a riff idea <laughs> And it's really based in blues, you know, kind of a, it's kind of a bluesy number, so it's kind of... So that kind of, you know, that's the driving pulse of it. I'm trying to remember the rhythm changes. Right. It, it does some changes, but the solo is over that part. The yeah, play, play a little solo, man. Okay, so. Three, four. Four. Back to one. Something like that. You know, that type of thing. But real fun, you know, we... we yeah. That's that's kind of like the basis of that music. So it's it's real dry. A little more distortion happening. What are you running through for like that? Probably, um, probably I, or you know. I use for for that gig I play uh uh a car it's a, a car amp. Uh Love those the car impala to be exact. So um Steve Carr, great friend of mine, he's from North Carolina as well, so he I grew up maybe like 30 minutes away from where he's making it. That's a great amp, C-A-R-R. In fact, that's what you're playing through right now, his uh, Slant 6V. Yeah, it's a great amp. Oh, you got to crank that thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's like like a deluxe (laughs) on steroids, you know, just real real, real open, takes pedals well. I had Um, no idea what I was playing through until I could, you know, because you got it behind the wall here in the the sound room. (laughs) So nice to have a home studio. Oh, yeah, man. You can can experiment quite a bit in here, man. But, uh, yeah, car amps, you know, that's that's for 
creative stuff, you know, I'm I'm generally using real amps. So I've I've been playing his stuff for years. I met him yeah. early on, like when he first got started. So um yeah, car amps and then, you know, a lot of um sessions and stuff I'm doing, especially things that require you to dial up stuff quickly. Yeah. I Kemper a lot. Um in fact, yeah. I'll probably I'm using the Kemper on the Giant Legend stuff. I've been using it on a lot of film dates. I'm, and that's another thing I'm doing a lot of like film, like scoring, mm -hmm. playing on scoring dates and stuff. So, you know, just having a tool like the Kemper is 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 quite valuable. And that you know, you just can mm -hmm. dial things up really quickly. And you know, the, the, I have some really cool a lot of like the Michael Britt profiles. I find those to be some real from some, you know real quality profiles the irs or the so well, the profiles obviously are one thing and then IRs. well with his his i know i'm pretty sure he just does all the profiling himself and just mics up yeah. these are like his his actual his actual chain um i've watched a couple yeah. of his videos but all the descriptions of his stuff that i really like they're you know like a ribbon mic and maybe like a 57 or something into like a 212 cabin yeah. just like selections or whatever he's using and um yeah i mean they just all sound good so, yeah. <laughs> you know but um a lot of fender stuff like deluxe vibralux uh super reverbs so for the blackwater stuff what guitar were you saying like uh the guitar or the amp or the guitar the guitar i, I primarily Probably. play uh strat garage I play. Yeah. I I think I played the uh, the John Mayer one on the last gig that we did. DRS John Mayer. Yeah, and then we have a couple of tunes I play slide, so I'll, I'll use like a Les Paul or whatever for those. But uh, that's primarily, yeah. you know, Strat Les Paul acoustic for the acoustic songs and just you know it's a simple kind of a stripped yeah. down thing. But you know, it's all about all about the tone and just trying to play something fun. You know. Now you're playing a lot of these. Big sessions in the sense that they're big artists and they have and they're in big studios. Are you finding more and more though they they don't necessarily care about you bringing a big amp? It's uh yeah. Well, or because nowadays you I mean are you are they fine with you just walking in with yeah, a direct Yeah, I mean device? because really at the end of the day it's about it's about efficiency, doing things fast. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you want it to sound great, but you also can't spend a whole lot of time. We don't have the luxury of time, you know, and which is why a tool like the Kemper is is so brilliant because it's going to sound good, but you have the option to you know swap out a whole rig with the turn of a knob, you know, where yeah. in times going past, you know, you would that would take some time. Mike's only half yeah. an hour. And like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Well, um, tell yeah. me about. When I first watched you play, mm -hmm. I was so struck by two things. I, obviously, the thumb pick. Mm -hmm. So maybe we could start there. Okay. How did you gravitate toward that? And which thumb pick do you use? Okay. Well, the first part of that question is, is pretty funny. Um, my first guitar was an acoustic guitar. And I started with a flat pick. Yeah. And my seven-year-old me <laughs> couldn't quite or didn't quite have the core I didn't have the coordination to hold the pick while yeah. I was playing hard so naturally the pick would fall into the guitar yep and being from North Carolina we actually do have you know somewhat of a bluegrass scene and most deaf yeah so you know it's it's, it's some rootsy music bluegrass and things going on there so I remember 
going to like uh it's like a bluegrass festival or just like a yeah a bluegrass festival i don't remember the name of it early on and yeah. seeing some guys play with thumb picks and my seven-year-old self just thought that would solve the problem of the pick falling into the guitar and it's really as simple as that i wasn't so much focusing <laughs> on the approach of the thumb yeah. pick as much as it was a thing of convenience and just helping me <laughs> solve yeah. the the dropping of pick problem so you know as i you know starts to progress it really became a a, a a really cool tool in that it allowed me to play uh, more dynamically you know I'm doing like a hybrid picking thing so we're, we're talking about you know a lot of like downstrokes with uh, with the pick and then upstrokes yeah. with fingers you know so you know when we're playing um, you know single line things it really helps me to be able to uh <laughs> Type of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that type of thing. So, you know, it's 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 great. Like, I use uh just just a basic Dunlop large. Um, yeah. Yeah, just basic Dunlop large. But you know, the cool thing about thumb picks, they they do have a darker tone than you know, yeah. just maybe like from a medium like Fender pick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So the contrast between the pick and your fingers, I feel it's it's dynamically it's very interesting. Like, you know, you have the darkness and the brightness, the snappiness and the warmth. So for me it's just it's it's, it's a great tool and I just I'm still exploring, learning and experimenting. You know, I, I do like a hybrid picking thing. So I'm I'm generally playing with the thumb, my first and my and my middle. You just kinda, you know, just alternating yeah. you know just experimenting at all times. So yeah, it's it's just a great tool. That's great, yeah. And yeah. I still I still especially with acoustic stuff, I still play with a flat pick. You know, yeah, especially yeah. When I'm doing like a just a strummy thing. But, you know, having the thumb pick as another, you know, just tool in the bag has definitely been something that has benefited well, me greatly. It's great. And uh yeah, I had Brent Mason on the show. And oh wow, yeah, yeah. Talk I about love Brent. Thumb pick. Or do those have is that like a medium thickness or um you know what? I, I would <laughs> say this is, I mean, this is, I don't really I, know. Yeah. This is, the Dunlop seem to be kind of more so on the thicker yeah. end of things. So in comparison to some others yeah. that I, I've, I mean, I've been using yeah. these for a long time, but I had experimented early on with some others. But yeah, these definitely seem to be a little thicker than just maybe, I don't, I don't call any other brands, maybe yeah. Nationals or something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's a, for me, it just it has a it's the thickness, along with the you know the rounding yeah. the roundedness of it. It just it allows that that really warm kind of you know tone to come through. So yeah. yeah. The other thing, even maybe more dramatically, that struck me is the sweetest vibrato from the vibrato bar. <laughs> now, it's if anyone has messed around with the vibrato bar, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's tricky on chords. You use it too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to make someone feel seasick. <laughs> make someone feel seasick. Right. <laughs> but you just do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, my, my approach to it is, you know, um, it's just, you know, it's 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 just, it's a subtle thing. It's uh, in and yeah. out. So, you know, if we, let's we take... 
let's take a a basic figure. And we just bring it in ever so slightly. At the end of the kind of at the end of the phrases. Yeah. And I'm just such a little vibrato on there. Tremolo on there, right? And so we're not yeah. digging into it, slightly in yeah. and out. So. Looks like your bridge is floating a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely floating. That's cool. This one is, is floating quite a bit. Um, yeah. Probably more than it should be. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, 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 it's floating just to allow it. And other, other guitars that I have... Um, uh, with the same setup, you know, they might not be as drastic as this one. Yep. In fact, I don't. I think that one is yeah. probably a little flush there. Right? This is flush, yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, I think that's a four spring system, and this probably is only a three. So you know, just yeah. kind of depending on the the the, the guitar, I kind of gauge it from that. But um, yeah, just I want to yeah. have play in it, but not feel like it's yeah. just you know gonna go out of tune and you just you know it's it's stable but it allows me to do like i said if i'm my my touch is yeah. really light with that so i like how the bar when you let go it just gently swings right yeah. down towards about the volume knob and stop or the bottom tone knob yeah and that's it <laughs> <on the laughs> so, stops. it's like a strat style guitar don grosh yeah give us a quick rundown on this guitar so this guitar um it's my number one guitar i think this is the retro classic I want to say, yeah, the retro classic, and uh, just you know, maple neck. These are Lindy Frailin pickups in here. I think these are the blues specials. The two um, single coils. The single coils, yeah. The single coils are the blues special. I'm not quite sure. I think this is his PAF. I and that's kinda, a bridge pickup, humbucker. Yeah, humbucker. On um, the cool thing about this guitar, in the setup of it, and he does this he was probably the first person I was aware of that was doing it. He added a blend pot instead of a second tone knob. So that allows you to get like a out of phasey type of thing in the, um, with the neck and the bridge. So, so that's yeah. the neck by itself. But if you engage the blend pot, yeah, that's, so that's Thank a cool feature on these guitars and I actually I yeah. did it to that one as well. Cool. So if you And also the bridge uh splits. So you can is it here? Here. Push pull on It's yeah. a push pull thing going on. The middle, on. middle so just a lot of versatility, you know. A guitar like this, you know, I really enjoy or I really feel like, you know, if I'm if I bring a strat as the only guitar, I can cover a lot of ground with the, you know, yeah. the humbucker with the combination of the humbucker and then, you know, the, the, the pickup combinations and the blend pot. Like you just can get so many tones out of it. So I I've been I've been running with that that setup for quite a while. You Fantastic. Know. Yeah. Well what um, like what other gear do you have? Um well I'm I'm using a lot of different due to the nature of a lot of different you know, especially with um a lot of like the movie stuff that I'm doing. It's requiring me to use quite a few different 
guitars and different get different tones. So um, I'm working with a few companies now. Um, the most recent being uh, Heritage Guitars, which I'm yeah. sure you guys are yeah, aware yeah. of. Beautiful. Uh, that's like their. I think. Uh, I think it's the core h150 the artisan aged model so the relic kind of model which is based off of like a 59 but just sweet guitar just set up perfectly it sounds amazing really balanced so that covers you know les paul world on yeah. um, i'm playing this gretch a lot this is the 6120 um uh players edition yeah. so i think the body's a little na uh, more uh -huh. narrow. Has like a bridge. Uh, the Bixby has a string through as opposed to the poles. So yeah, that's, yeah. I so always it, wanted to do that when I used to play Bixby. It's like, why don't they drill holes? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I guess you know, <laughs> but no, it, I don't it's have three lot. arms to trade change a string. <laughs> But no, it, it, for me, that like, is 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 the perfect. You know, that's that's the perfect setup because you know I am using th that bar for yeah. you know in, in certain certain instances quite a bit. So that just stabilizes it a lot. Um, this company Eastman Guitars. Um, totally. Yeah. So this is I've been playing this one for a few years. This is like their uh, semi hollow double. Cutaway, yeah, like a three thirty seven, three thirty nine, three thirty nine, yeah. Yeah, so they, it's the T four eighty four model, and uh, I believe these are Lawler pickups in there. I don't know if that's what they ship it with, but these right. are Lawlers in here. And this is a great, you know, for me, yeah. the three, the actual three thirty five size is a little too big yeah. for my, for comfort at least. So, I mean, we're getting the same tone, but just in a smaller footprint yeah. and. Just sounds really good. So you know, between those, and, uh, those are kind of companies, and of course Taylor. I've been yeah. working with them for quite some years. So I think that's a like a uh, I want to say the Builders Edition uh, six series or so. So just really you nice, know, just tools at the end of the day. But yeah. you know, for what I do, I have to kind of cover a lot of ground, and you know, just having at my disposal a wide range of you know, tones is a is a is a must. So fantastic, yeah. strings and pedals. Any that you use all the time? Um, well, I'm using um, quite a bit uh, Vertex uh, pedals. Um, yeah. Big shout out to Mason over at Vertex. Um, he's doing you know his his thing is, is really based upon like Dumble style um, amps. So like um, the Ultraphonics is one of my kind of go to, and that's the one that you're playing right there. Yeah, that's your thing. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Ultraphonics, um, he has a really cool, um, it's a pedal called uh, the Dynamic Distortion. His boost pedal is a great pedal. So I'm using a lot of that stuff on... Uh, those, that's kind of like the only pedal company I'm like really like adamant about. Yeah. I mean, I have others, but, you know, just yeah. just uh, H9, Eventide. I'm using that for a lot of multi-effects and stuff. Uh, and... Uh, other than that, just the run in the mill stuff that a lot of people have. Um, Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, thanks for hanging today, oh, Eric. Thanks, it's been incredible. Thanks for having me. Keep I it alive till you're 95. <laughs> <laughs> I wish no. I was a little bit more prepared and get, had a time to really prepare. Oh, no, you've but... been busy. I know you just uh, <laughs> tracking since 3 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Take the teenagers to school. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. 
Can I play one more thing for you, if you don't mind? Please, I'm just trying to let you. I know you probably have another session. Please. I did. Um. Yeah. Please. It's one of my um. Another one of my like favorite tunes, man. It's a. We shall overcome, like the the traditional. Yeah, the traditional kind of. I think it was originally pinned in the '40s, but it became like one of the. Civil rights movement anthems. Uh, Calling up a backing track or something? Or? No, I'm just gonna dial in a different amp. Oh, you're oh, you're in Kemper. Kemper world, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for playing for us. Oh, brother. sweet oh thank you man <laughs> thank you oh my gosh thanks for playing that thank you thank you thank you thank you one of my favorite tunes that one. <laughs> <laughs> the time is safe.